Welcome to the Change the World a Little podcast. Conversations that make a difference. Welcome everyone. I'm here today with the amazing Kat Dawes. And this is actually our first episode of the Change the World a Little podcast. Some of you know the Change the World a Little project, which we've had going on for a while. Um, and what we do is every few months, we we tell the story of somebody who in their presence and existence on this planet changes the world a little. And we just want to share what they do, how they exist. Um, and as this has been happening, we've realized that it will be a lot more juicy and potent to actually be with these amazing individuals in person and to hear their voices. And so this is what we're shifting to, to actually bring in their voices, ask them questions and um, yeah, experience them in life. So Kat is a dear, dear, dear friend, family friend. Um, we've known each other for quite some time. We met in Bali. She's Oh, it's so hard to even describe what she is. Um, also, we don't really believe in labels, but she's done incredible things. She's the founder of Nowism. She's a speaker, writer, coach, teacher. Um, you might be like, what ism? Um, she's going to get into Nowism, I'm sure, because it's her beautiful, beautiful baby that she's been creating for years and it's been coming through. Yeah, thank you, Kat, for joining us today. It's so amazing to to be with you and and feel you because you, um, since we met in Bali, have had quite a few stops um, that are quite far away from Bali. So tell us a little bit where you are right now and um, what's going on in in your current world. Aww. Well, thank you for the delicious introduction. <laughs> and it's such a treat to be here. I, I love knowing that our conversations are always rich and we get to share right now. Yeah, my life is after several plot twists and all sorts of glory has landed me in a little town called Mapleton in Utah. I arrived here two weeks ago and I'm witnessing epic mountains and the first snowfall and I'm overlooking like just over there, bear country and elk and all sorts of beauty. And I'm um, grateful and, and happy to be actually setting up a studio here where um, I'm sharing space with the Doctor Who TARDIS, which has created a rather magical <laughs> undertone for the space. It's a very quirky space, an A-frame space. Sp space of like lots and lots of magic you know those a-frames there's something about the top floor that triangular glory and so yeah I'm here and I'm I'm doing what I do I promote the present moment it's full-time gig I'm um, basically teaching people all, all around the world what it means to audaciously invest in um, the higher vibrations for the purpose of becoming the right internal condition to activate potential, I've always had a bit of a fantasy about how we're really superheroes. Like we know that we are. Like when you were a little girl, you knew that you're a superhero. And so 
I never sort of shook that one off. And I, I believe in promoting the idea wide and, <laughs> and helping cultivate some of like the most extraordinary, beautiful human stories through, yeah, becoming present and enjoying the now and knowing that we're creating the future from the present moment. So yeah, it's in a nutshell, it's a big conversation, isn't it? I think? <laughs> it's huge. And, um, you know, in, in, in the light of, like we're in November now, 2020, in the light of the year that we've just had, um, you know, it's like being in the now, I feel, is like an extra, it requires some extra superpowers with a lot yeah. happening. Um, yeah. if, if you're open to that, like would, if you can share how that has affected like your own practice and maybe also because you work with a lot of people, what you've been seeing. Um, in the light of that. Yeah. Well, um, it certainly became a very popular topic in the last eight months. It's, yeah, it's definitely been an incredible sort of um, inflation of interest in this topic. And it's been a great pleasure to offer a really sort of playful version of it in the light of so much sort of uncertainty and what can feel like such a dark chapter of humanity. It's it's been actually really um, an honor, but also really exciting to share space with people like digital space and to actually be holding a high vibratory conversation and to be talking about possibilities more than problems and, and the creative muscle that it takes during a climate like this to actually have to like stretch a little bit. You've really got to like make yourself go there and, and extract blessings from all of the hindrances, the delays, the obstructions, the inconveniences, the fear, you know, there's, there's certainly something happening. So um, for me, it's been a pleasure to feel the potency of this practice flare up. And then of course I have my own moments of like, are we heading towards Armageddon? <laughs> and, and through my own teachings, make sure I catch myself out when I'm being a moment terrorist to actually, you know, actually do the work of, of dropping in, feeling the feels. It's definitely about feeling the feels, but then having a really conscious response to what you can do with that so that you extract an evolutionary gift from it. There's no point in, in sort of spinning in the worry and the fear and the uncertainty if you if it doesn't bring you to the clarity of your preference. Like if we're just spinning and looping and, and sort of the conversation is not leading to something solutionary, then I'm very much an advocate for let's make sure that we're having an alkaline version of whatever conversation it is and that my thinking is alkaline and my feeling is alkaline and that way then even if it's a bad thing like you know this year has been such a plot twist for all of us but through you know I mean I address it in so much entertainment but through being like taking a vow to now and and being a now ninja and deciding I'm going to save as many moments as I can from being unnecessarily swept up into negativity I get to actually play a game now of like how can I get the most out of this moment what's what's the maximization energetic strategy here and now and and so I'm constantly on a hunt for that and um this time has definitely inflamed that for me and and it's brought a big tribe together of people who are very interested in this technique and it's really fun as you know when you start to see your jewelry all around the world it's like oh, like wow it's like you know you change the world a little bit <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. And that's something that I, that I love about you and about your, um, everything that you create, um, the playfulness, you know, of how there's all these serious teachings about these practices and you're always bringing in a bit of light and playfulness. And I'd love to go, um, on that path a little bit more where you just give the example of like, you know, you definitely had your moments as well. And obviously, you know, how you are, creating these spaces for other people to play the game with you and, and in that way changing the world a little through that um looking at this year there's just speaking of change there's been so much i don't i don't think there's anybody on on this planet right now that hasn't um had an increased dose of change that was imposed on us this year and so if you're open to giving an example because you you know you're you're um bringing in these beautiful terms of momentarism and um and the the changing the thoughts and not not wasting any moment and and um could you because there's some people who are very new to nowism so they hear them probably like whoa cute and amazing <laughs> brilliant terms um what does that look like like yeah. I don't know if you yeah, think of any a story. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, like I'll I'll take it back further to when I when I first realized that my thinking, my chronic thinking and feeling is creating reality. Now, anyone who's taken an interest in personal development or a spiritual development, um, the movie The Secret made the term the law of attraction quite famous. Like that that whole concept of like, wow, I have some sort of control or some sort I'm collaborating with something to create the flavor of my life and you know in the more commercialized or um, consumerism style of thinking is like manifesting a car or a thing or a project or a lover or you know we we want the stuff how can I think myself into getting the stuff <laughs> and so for me I found myself I'd studied a lot of this beautiful things I was quite enchanted by it and and I was going through that real positive thinking stage, you know, I think we all go through, okay, I'm just going to try and be relentlessly positive. And, um, and I found myself in a, in a plot twist. And so the scene was this, I, I just ended a 10 year relationship and, um, and I was, so I was feeling the heaviness of that decision and heartbreak and uncertainty and what have I done? Like, you know, all of the things that come with that. And, and I was on my way to a festival I was living in a van at the time. I'd been living in a van for a few years and I had about $7 on me, like for reals, uh, like in total. <laughs> and so I was driving through the middle of the night to this festival because I was, this is one of my bigger money-making opportunities and I was going as a, a um, fire spinner and a stilt walker and selling nowism clocks and, you know, stuff, doing the festival buzz and Anyway, it was in the middle of the night. It was probably about one or two in the morning. And suddenly I heard a really radical sound come from the engine of my van. And suddenly, oh, you know that, you know, when you have new information come in, boom, and then you get that dread, like an emotion just washes over your entire reality and you, you just become debilitated. And I knew that going on a long distance drive in that moment, I probably should have looked at all the car things. Like that would be what my partner would have normally done, you know, but I ended the relationship, didn't I? So I was, I was 
oh, having this like meltdown of, oh, no. Anyway, definitely destroyed my lovely 1978 high ace fan within the first few days of having it on my own. And so I'm in the middle of the road, like pulling over in the desert in Australia, halfway to my destination, no phone reception, glorious. Um, uh, you know, that, that heavy heart and no money, you know, and, and I remember just thinking, oh, yeah, how'd you manifest this, hey? Yeah, you go, you go to that sort of like, oh, you know, and I, I knew I had to take responsibility because your life is a reflection of what you're being, you know, like that's, thank goodness the design is like that. We'll get to that later maybe. But so, you know, side of the road, having a, a meltdown, and I, as I watched my momentarism, I call it, momentarism is the contamination of the present moment through a focusing, a chronic focusing on like fear and doubt and especially for me, lack. I had a, a very strong habit of lack. And so I, yeah, I was in this dark spot and, and, re, and watch, watching my mind going, you should have and you could have and you didn't and uh, shouldn't have done that. Oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? Like, and just this watching my mind, like trying to like find the answers. And I, I've studied this stuff and I know that the first thing that you have to do is get dominion over your thinking because how you are thinking, the narrative and the context of your narrative, the tone and the quality of what, the way you're talking about what's going on is like a really big player to what's going to continue happening. You know, that's, that is like the first thing to get hold of. And also it instructs your body on how to feel. So if you're in fear, doubt, lack, loss, worry, you've got cortisol like all around the body and you've just got that sort of dull feeling and it's, you know, it's in the body. And, and so I just knew I had to catch it. I just had to stop it. So I got in the back of the van. I cleared a little spot. I had like a candle with me, lit this candle. And it's a total circus back here. You know, I'm talking stilt walking and fire spinning and, you know, all the things. And so I'm on the side of the road. I'm like, okay. And I, and I actually saw my favorite teacher's face in my mind. And he's, who's Michael Beckwith, Beckwith from Agape International Spiritual Center in Los Angeles. And I saw his face and and I knew I had to like, yeah, get grateful. So, all right, I'm going to be grateful, you know, here we go, all that training. So I was trying and honestly, I was like, I was just so angry that it was happening. And I was so sad that that my, you know, ex-partner now isn't there. And I was just, I was just really disappointed in myself. This is a fact. So a lot of fact, 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 fact. And 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 so I was like, no, like, you know, come on, this thing's working. What are you grateful for? And I couldn't. I, I just couldn't. I was like, no, come on. Like, you're standing in the midst of a miracle life. Like, find something, anything. And so I was like, oh. And then I, I looked at my hands and then I had this sort of sarcastic thought, well, it would be way more shit if my hands weren't working or I lost a hand, say, you know, so I went into this like, oh, yeah, that would really suck, you know, so I just went into this sudden like, yeah, like actually don't tempt the universe that's busy like smashing me like, yeah, like there's actually things to be grateful for and I just made myself go there like and I actually start to feel elation. It's probably a dash of insanity to be honest but I, I start to feel relief from my story I went to a bigger picture of like, all right, I've got hands. As soon as you can have one thought, you can have another one, you know. So then it was, oh, oh I'm glad I can breathe. That's good. 
I've actually got some food in the car. That's pretty good. And then I was like, oh, I'm grateful for my sense of adventure because I actually don't really know where I am. And I looked out of the window and I had a little laugh and I was like, oh. and then before I knew it, I was actually, I was in a momentum and I felt this thing take over. I felt a, first of all, surrender crisis and stories like that. You go into surrender. What I didn't, what I wasn't doing is telling it. I mean, I wonder if some people can relate to this when you, you know, you're, you're busy, you're going to make a vision board or you're telling it, God, source, energy, what you want, you know, like these are my, these are my gifts, like this is what I want to do. Like in the, you know, And in this moment when the shift had hit the fan and my life is busy falling apart, I realized it's a pretty good chance that it knows a whole lot more about me than I do. So I've had this humble moment of like, actually just shut the beep up, like just, just stop and be grateful, you know, and actually let it guide. I think it was the first time I probably really, really listened to it. Now, what is it? It is the still small voice. And I'm talking about hearing voices. I'm talking about your intuition that, that, you know, those times where you can feel in your bones, that you're part of a grander design, that there's something exceptional about life. There's something special about us, about humans, about this individualized expression of some sort of cosmic intelligence, like that, that conversation with that thing, the tone of that is so important. And, and um, yeah, I was in surrender and I listened. And, and from there, just to speed up the story a little bit, I made a vow to now that night. That's where I invented this concept. I had all these dreams about all the things I wanted to do in life, but I was so broken from like this moment. And, you know, I, I just was in pure surrender of like, I officially don't really know what's best for me, but I'm willing to listen. And all I know is I need to keep the vibration high, stay grateful, stay more interested in possibilities and problems, try and keep providing a vibrational, emotional condition where good things can happen. And then from this space within, and this is, it got really exciting. Like within eight weeks, I had someone give me a car. I published a book. I went to Tahiti to meet one of the guys from the movie, The Secret. Then I came home and I, I um, can like start to dream about a cartoon series and end up in LA pitching this thing. And yeah, you know, like my life just got really enchanting. And from, from then on, I, I felt like that was one of several times where I could, I actually got feedback that I know intimately, I know for me that I changed some things in the way that I think and the way that I feel. And then my story started to get really amazing. And so, yeah, that's, that is probably the, one of the most potent versions of my commitment to this practice and teaching it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love that story so much every single time. Yeah. It's just, it's such a um, demonstration. And I know that, you know, that's, when it comes up and you, it almost was a demonstration to you, like, oh, wait a second, this stuff actually works. Yeah. Um, and I love that you um, mentioned of like, I, I decided, let me try to be grateful. And at first you're like, I can't, there's nothing. Because what I find when I go into these spirals and I'm not going to lie, there's certainly been a few this year where it takes 
over. It takes over my systems, it takes over my thoughts. And then like a, a sense of depression hits where I'm actually just like, yeah. um, okay, let me try to be grateful. And there's a voice in me that's just like, that's yeah. BS. Not accessible. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I can't access anything. So that that moment when you're like there has to be something and actually like looking at your hands rather than because if I start being like well my family over in Germany across the ocean is healthy you know I'm like great but I'm not with them so like it's almost like when I find these abstract things then right away my mind goes like find something negative again yeah like and I miss them a lot and I wish I could be them and I can't fly there so it's it's actually be I got my hands period. Like my mind is not going to come up with a whole lot of things. Mm. You know, it's like, so to like, to be, I love that, the the vow, like to be committed, to be committed to that more than to anything else. Right. Um, Yeah. It's a real thing. And and there's a big difference between, you know, talking about gratitude or actually Mm -hmm. being grateful. It's like those examples that you gave are so great. It's like, you you are grateful for your family. Of course you are. But in that very moment, you're not in an activity of actual gratitude for them. You know, like it's not a, it's not an active, um, lively experience. Like, so, so I always say with, with gratitude practice, which is so can be dismissed as a bit cliche, but I always remind people like actually pick things that you actually can induce a vibe about instead of being grateful for the things you should be grateful for, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, yeah. it's, it's like, it's a real, um, it's a real private romance actually to go, ah, oh, I actually really love that dress that I bought last week. And I'm grateful for that designer and the beauty and that the way that that cloth makes me feel like that. That's not a selfish gratitude. That is an actual gratitude that you have access to now like be really real about what you have access to my example I was in crisis I wasn't grateful for anything I was actually really angry I had too many facts that were so debilitating to be grateful but then through practicing or what could be worse then I was like well yeah okay hang on what what would make it worse oh yeah like a fatal like an injury like that (laughs) way worse and suddenly now this context is you know you know that that dark spot you're talking about, Christina. I wanted to to lay down one little superhero power, which is that you know we say feel it to heal it. It's not always just about getting out of the moment, and we'd like to dodge pain, and it's actually a bit dangerous, as you know. Like you want to really sit with it, but I I feel like if you want to try and create a little bit of relief, there's this one brilliant statement that is like for me, it's like a, a get out of jail free card, you know, and that is, that is, and I always am honest first, oh, this is such a shit moment. But I'm so glad that it's temporary. You know, mm-hmm. I know that this is temporary. It will pass, you know, and, and I feel like parking on the transitory nature of a dark moment, if you can drag yourself to there, which is through willingness, really, you know, sometimes you're too stubborn and you can't, right? Like but if you can get yourself to willingness and then go to the, Oh, well, at least it's temporary. Or even I hope this is temporary. Like that's ah, now you're just relieving just a little bit. Instead of trying to go from, you know, I joke about going from piss to bliss. Like it's not sustainable. It's not real. It's not gonna work. You know, like so do a little bit a lot, you know, little steps. <laughs> yeah. 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 That is 
super potent to remember, especially in these times where it's so easy to to get swept away by the stories and by the facts that are emerging. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, you know, it's like it hit so many facts this year. And then we don't know which one is true. And then it's It's like, it can be incredibly overwhelming to then like come back to, to the now. But what I've been finding, because I'm incredibly sensitive, like physically with my body and, and that's super helpful to hear, like, can I find something in my immediate surrounding right now where I can actually evoke that sense? Um, and even if it's not full gratitude, but almost like a piece of like, again, it sounds negative, but at least I have that. I have hands, I have a heart that's beating that doesn't have problems, you know, like to be like as close to the body as I can. And then not shying away from, physical things like the dress that you just mentioned like we we care about those things and it's okay to care about those things we don't have to feel oh it needs to be something so spiritual and and above everything to be grateful for no if we just bought something that actually makes us really happy and gives us a sense of security and hope amazing please be grateful for it absolutely because then you're actually maximizing the reason why you bought it and you're using it for that soul intention that you had in the first place Mm -hmm. you know um, i think the the style of um the new age movement and consciousness spirituality yoga movements and all of that there is this level of seriosity that's come with it where we're forgetting that's, you know, like to find magic in the mundane and even in the plastic things and the, you know, like to actually just start where we are with what we really have, not not to just be lofty all the time and, and aiming for this pristinely holy poised situation. It's like, you know, it's not really true. We're humans, we're banging around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd love to go into the voices a little bit more. And we've never actually spoken about that in details, but I do know from um, having had glimpses of your writing and, and your storytelling that there are a number of characters um, yeah. in the scenarios. You just described it, you know, that yeah. that almost like the, the truth of everything. And um, like I've been studying a lot into the psychology direction and um I don't know if you're familiar with internal family systems, Richard Schwartz, like what he talks about, there's all these, we're like a family inside and, you know, in, in, in all families, I'm going to dare to say, there are healthy dynamics and there's patterns that might not be the healthiest. So family members take on certain roles that might not be their favorite roles, but they do them to protect. So let's say, you know, there is the person that always points out the negative and it's actually to keep us safe. It's like a really annoying parent that's like, but this could happen. And to keep you safe yeah. and um what they call the, the, the it it's the it's the capital self and what i love about that is that it's something that resides inside of us it's that voice that as you mentioned earlier it was very quiet right yeah. you're, you're calling it um and when especially when we have these dynamics of the of the other family members that are trying to protect us that in the long run aren't really that helpful they might get so loud that then the the, this, the capital itself gets really quiet and it's actually very difficult to hear that voice. So I know you've de- played a lot with these different voices and different characters and I always love the names and things you come up with. 
Yeah. I was wondering if you want to tell us a little bit about about those characters. Yeah. So the main the main character in our consciousness is free will. Free will is that you are you are born with that you're a creative machine. You're a choosing machine. Yeah, and your attention, the way that you use your attention is your currency. You buy life's experiencing experiences by investing your attention by paying attention to things if you pay enough attention then you start to feel right so this free will is the the main one now she has a a relationship with koshen koshen is careful he's like very cautious he's a part of that the ego that is always protecting and trying to warn it's a bit like the um parent figure that you just explained it's the one that's like yeah but you know hey watch out like what if it doesn't work out you know he's just always sort of yeah, ready for it not to work out. Um, we've got Tom Oro. Tom Oro is a hologram from the future, and um, it's very layered and meaningful. The Tom Oro, because um, you know, a hologram is like all of the possibilities all at once. It's like it's the quantum field. The hologram is is all of the potential. Well, Tom Oro is a hologram from the future that's been put back in the present moment. Um, and he, so he's a hologram in the present moment, but he has a glitch, but we don't have the technology to help his glitch. So he's trying to get to the future. So he's that part of us that's very ambitious, anxious about the future, has a glitch, all this potential, but is mostly driven by a glitch, you know. And then there's Drew Back. Drew Back, stuck in the past, is a sort of a 1920s, 30s sort of character who's um, – sort of based on Radio City and the Charleston sort of vibe. And, and so he's, yeah, he's nostalgic and he's, he's all about, you know, the good old days. They don't make them like they used to. You know, and he's about nostalgia and, and, um, and regrets and, and everything's grainy black and white and he's very like, you know, it's very lamenty with, with Drew Back. And, and, um, and, but the good side of Drew Back is um, – honor and tradition and the beautiful sort of side of memories and holding on to the best of it um so then we've got you know then in the idea sphere there's another whole like series of characters that get more fantastical dr now is her teacher and he teaches free will the art of nowism then you got miss b the b is her beingness she teaches vibration you know in nowism and in this whole philosophy that i teach we always begin with the energy first. Like we're so ambitious and we want to do this thing or achieve that thing or get that money or, or travel here with that person. Like we're very time and space orientated. But in the practice of nowism, we, we start to really look at life in terms of energy and making sure that we're building our future from the correct energetic foundations. Like for instance, if you decide you want to be happy and healthy and, and um, strong in the body temple. You want to do that because it's a delicious idea. You don't want to do that because you're scared of getting a diagnosis or, you know, so, so there's this quality of the way that we turn up in the present moment that's energetic first. And then we start thinking thoughts around the energy and then we take action. So many times we skip those two steps and we try to just take action. And we're, but we're in conflict. We're in doubt and fear. Our dialogue is saying, I'm never going to make it. I'm not good enough. Meanwhile, you're hustling and doing emails and making, you know, trying to sell your thing. Like it's, it's actually outrageous. So 
you know, this whole teaching, the B is very much about teaching the vibration first, like what's your beingness, knowing that the emotion also has a sting side. Sometimes we like to hate the things, pet peeves, things we love to hate. You know, it's like, oh, I hate people who cut me off in traffic. And then it's sort of like driving along and waiting for that thing to happen. And then when it happens, you're like, and then you, you love to exclaim, ah, oh, I hate it when people cut me off in traffic. It's like there's a chemical secret in that. It's like we sort of love to hate the thing. So there's all this sneaky thing about vibration. Other characters, what about the genie? The genie, um, his, his name is Ross. And so Doctor Now wants to teach a story um, to Free Will about abundance. And so he tells her to go and find the, the genie on the beach and, and um and to have an interaction. So she thinks Aladdin, I'm going to get my three wishes, finds this genie lamp, rubs the lamp and the genie comes out and, and he asks her for stuff. He ends up being a very needy genie. And she's like, how did I get this dud genie? Like, wow, I thought I was going to like have like something epic happen, you know? And so basically he's like, can you get me a fig? Can you get me a coffee? I want this, I want that. And so in the, in the end, she's like, oh, okay. Like, and so she goes and, and gets him the thing and, and he gives him the um, the coffee or the fig or whatever. And then because she practiced the genirosity, now he does his trick for her. So it's like this sort of fable around giving first. If you want to be abundant, you've got to learn how to be a great giver. Like that goes hand in hand. So there's lots of little yummy things like that. The delegator is a good one. This is a good one for you, Christina. The delegator is this little alligator creature in, in the idea sphere in your imagination that when you wake up in the morning, and you know how you get into like the to-do list mode, what you didn't do yesterday and should have, and then you're like, and you can, you know, it starts to kick in. Well, what we do in the game of now is and we give that list or at least half of the to-do list to the delegator so that he can just energetically take care of things like that person where you're chasing the money. you got to follow up with your staff about writing that invoice or whatever. And, you know, it's like the clutter, the things that you just, this should be done. There's no big deal here, but like, because life is a bit laggy or whatever. And so when we go to the delegator, what that does is it helps you approach the day as if you've got a, a universal manager who's taking care of half of your list. It changes your energy, which changes what's possible for you regarding magic, you know, like the little winks from the universe where, oh yeah, like that person paid me, the invoice ended up going out, you send a list to your stuff, they're like, oh no, we've already done all of that. And you're like, oh, it's like this sort of, it feels you're, you're supported, you know. So yeah, Nowism, like the secret side of Nowism has a lot of um, um, bringing um, a character to the aspects of you know, consciousness and, and sort of personifying them in a way so that we can interact with them and learn about them and, and um, have a laugh when we need to the most because if it's being a moment terrorist for very good reason, but you know that you just don't want to contaminate your vibe now. You've got too many great things going on. And even though that person said that thing and it's valid frustration, you want to do that work and, and go in that other direction. So it helps you have a levity about the spiritual practice and mm -hmm. you become a ninja and you become unbotherable and you sort of get a little skip in your step, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I, I, it's so rich. It like, makes the artist in me and the writer also so happy oh, and yeah. all the clever names. Yeah, um, it's really enchanting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's like you, you said something the other day, you know, like to make 
stuff mean stuff. And, yeah. um, you know, that resonates so much. That's like, that's what I've been doing. And I've been going through these dances internally. Like you met me a couple years into having started Ananda and, and, you know, running a business, especially running a business in a place like Bali, there's a lot of beauty, but there, there's a lot of opportunities for momentarism. And Disruptions. And, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and to, to keep coming back to the why of why am I doing this? Why am I, cause you know, I started creating these things for myself almost as like talismans and as like little reminders. Yes. Um, and it's almost like these characters that you just described so that we can start noticing them and start seeing when they pop up yeah. and to, to have symbolism, which, you know, that's a, such an old ancient human thing to create symbols that then we can be aware of or that we can can hold on to that give us all forms of of hope of of peace of whatever we actually need it discipline to be. in the present moment to do something no. give you courage to do it anyway exactly. yeah which has been really beautiful like to have you in my life because I you know I never started this thinking I'm gonna own a business and I'm gonna like sell stuff it's taken me I'm still working on it. It's been a decade, but I've definitely come a far way of like, oh my God, things need a price tag and then I need to sell it to people. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, the whole like confusion around that when, when at the end of the day, you know, I want to create art, I want to create symbols, I want to yes. give back and actually just hang out with people. <laughs> like, that's the one thing, like, you know, that, that's the thing of how I, when I hire people, I'm always like, yeah, I want to hang out with them and want them to actually like, be a friend because that's what it comes down to a lot of times, right? When you work with people, you spend a lot of time with them. And so to, to think in that as well of like certain things come with certain things. So like if I choose to create that, it will come with the structures, with the fact that, yes, we need to put it out there somehow and to tell there people. Challenges. About it. Yeah. 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 And I, I feel like a practice like Maoism and also like a, like a, using your talismans with what they really mean like this is the one about the now is that it means that you you make the effort in the present moment to pull yourself into a moment of meaning you know you like this this whole making stuff mean stuff is it's so brilliant because you're busy you're busy thinking all the time anyway so to have a few anchors where you really use it for what it's made for it's just such a it's such an asset in your life if you actually use them you know i program things like even just my water bottle you know i've got this um like a little it's called a flash tag and now it's not a hashtag um but it reminds me to just while i'm drinking water not go through my to-do list and get drinking water done like actually be in flow for 10 seconds you know just to have that moment and same when i put you in necklace on I'm, I just give thanks that my life is happening now like my my song is being played right now I'm a one-hit wonder in the universe and you know this is happening right now and to make it really um to amp up the exceptionalness of that and make it special you know I'm mm. always about making it more special mm. because I believe that all moments are created equal and mm -hmm. in some moments we have these peak moments because our awareness is like in this oh, expanded, like connected space and the, and it's easy to feel this gratitude, but to, 
to treat the mundane moments, like when I'm walking down the hallway, just going to the bathroom to be reverential in my participation of that because my song is happening now. Like it's such, mm-hmm. such a way to remind yourself to, to work on this whole inner state thing, not when you're just standing in the fires of life, but like actually when you're just like in between moments, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it, it makes my heart and my just every cell sing when I when I hear that, you know, when the when the message is heard, because as an artist, especially an, an artist of creating things that um that sure they have a name, but mm. they carry a lot of vibration. So when when I then experience for other people to receive that and to really understand it, oh, you know yeah. the ritualness of it, which is that's my thing in the morning, you know, I I put on my jewelry, including like a bunch of other things that I do in the morning, but it's, it's in the adorning and it's a, that one, like, like I can access gratitude quite easily. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I also wear your trust piece because I believe that trust and having a reminder of trust, you only need trust when you don't have it. Right. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's the only time you feel like, gee, I wish I could trust this somehow, you know? And yeah. but trust is actually everywhere present, but we have to cultivate a muscle and a and a relationship with the your trust piece reminds me to do that. And and so whenever I put this one on, I I I remind myself of where is trust thriving in my life? And it's stuff mm-hmm. like I know that the sun is gonna rise today. It's gonna that's like I don't need to make phone calls, make sure that gig's got covered by someone out there, delegator sorted out like you know it's we trust that this is happening we we trust that there's like grains of sand on the beach you know we trust the the moon and the rhythms we trust our heartbeats our eyes blink there's there's levels of automation here that i think are really important to acknowledge because when in the fires of chapters of life when we're standing in that moment and you, and you need to drag yourself to trust when it's easy to be hemorrhaged and losing attention in all sorts of directions. You want something to anchor you and to remind you, you know, and, and touching this reminds me to have that conversation, you know, like where things are working for me, not against me. I'm waking up in a friendly universe. This divine design is actually genius. And even it's even amazing when it's not really you know like it's it's all about perception and so having these reminders is it's a really a gift you give yourself isn't it you know yeah yeah um you mentioned earlier one of your teachers michael beckwith um and i was just wondering for the people listening um because you're such a wealth of information and you've made it your life to to study um these techniques these these um understanding so are there any people that you feel um are a good idea for for people to look up to study with no i feel like during this era at the moment that um dr joe Dispenza is the absolute leading edge of um of bringing a language of mysticism to science, bringing science to mysticism and marrying that, um, helping you understand why meditation gives you access to another realm that makes you feel magic, lucky, all of these things. Like he actually can measure it now. And I think that's really valuable to learn his things. Um, 
I think that all of us should mention Abraham Hicks. She's definitely, um, they have created a language that is, you just don't reinvent the wheel with some things, you know, they, they've really brought the word vibration to the mainstream and um, resistance and, you know, floating downstream. And there's just some really amazing terminology there. They really are the teachers of teachers. Um, I grew up loving Stuart Wilde. That's where I get the comic in me. I mean, he's really out there, sort of quite um, radical. You know, there's, um, I love the Tao Te Ching, like I love ancient Chinese scripture and, you know, it's actually, they're all very similar um, Mm -hmm. in their core. And I feel like the real key with following um, a teacher or finding something that fits, just find something that that feels a good fit, you know, like what works for me won't work for other people. But some people, you know, now is their entry into this work at all, which always blows my mind. Like they know, you know, wisdom in such a comic style, like a comic filter, which is hilarious and, and profound and effective mm-hmm. for them, you know, but exactly. yeah, variety is also the key. I think that. Um, exactly. And to just like try things out and to see what resonates and what, what resonates in the now, like I found, you know, it, it, it shifts. Like, oh, it does. Yeah. You know, there's some, as you say, they, they, they stick around. They're always the, the teachers of the teachers yeah. like, that continue to resonate, but then to, to stay open and look around. Yeah, um, absolutely. And to, yeah, willingness is such a superhero power, you know, like just will, willing to be taught, willing to stay in the beginner's mind, willing to be, childlike in our approach to being fresh and virginal in that listening I think that that's a skill actually to to be so potent and and ready and um Mm -hmm. and to remember too that things like you're the more you now than you've ever been so if you loved a book it can behoove you to go back and read it again because you're different now and you'll extract new gems from everything like I always love that I go back to something that I read and what was profound to me the first time didn't even stand out. And this time I'm having like a freaking, you know, some sort of revelation about like completely different component. And so we are this changing, sifting sand and depending on what's going on and as to what your influences are and your tone of listening and, you know, it's like all sorts of things can get through and you will it, like all sorts of things won't get through too, you know. So mm-hmm. it's fun yeah. to know that. Mm-hmm. Um. I'd love to give people a little bit of a, um, um, almost like what they can take home or what they can apply. And, um, I, I have a sense that your, that your response to this question is going to be interesting, but there's, there's so many, um, teachings out there of like, you know, the morning practices, like do this every morning and you will be X, Y, Z, or, um, you know, like in terms of food, in terms of meditations, in terms of practices, and it can be quite overwhelming. Because so many different schools and teachers tell you all these different things that are the the thing to do. And um, I would love to hear your thoughts around that and any advice that you can give to people of what they can bring into their life now. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I want to say that laughter is like a shortcut to the now. It sort of gets us to the bit that's good really quickly. And so... I want to say be easy about it always, whatever it is that you're working on, the answers are out there. If you're asking the question, the answer is in your vicinity, which is glorious. You know, like you're, you're 90% there just through your interest, which is really important to stop and take 
note, smell the now, like what's working and give yourself like a standing ovation actually, because that's a, that's a big piece. But um, I feel probably the, one of the sweetest things that I've learned that's helped me the most is looking at what I think is missing from a situation, you know, like, and I, and then learning how to undress it to its energy. So, you know, for instance, I just wish that travel would open up now so that I could finish my project and travel and do this and this, right? Now that outcome makes you feel what? It's um, like achievement, like ah, relief, like abundance, exhilaration. I feel excited. I feel inspired. So instead of trying to make the thing happen to get that end result, right, of that vibe, start to practice the presence of the energy that you think is missing to use a less abstract thing let's use the topic of money like everyone usually wants a little bit more money you know where's the next bills going to be paid from like how do i how do i maximize what i'm doing time-wise to make more money you know we all want a bit of that so but what we tend to do is have a really big relationship with lack with the absence of money so instead of if when you like catch yourself out in the nowness of a moment, being in that dialogue, and just ask yourself the question, what's missing from here? Probably trust, the feeling of freedom, abundance, and then just go on a hunt for where it's present. It's not in your bank account. I understand that. Don't go there. Do not go to your bank account to find abundance if you're not happy with your your mind, um, your abundance mindset. Go to leaves on trees, grains of sand, hair on head. Feel the abundance of air. like. Get connected to presence and be in a commentary of presence instead of absence. Mm -hmm. When I um, coach people, one of the first things that happens is we, yeah, I want this freedom because I, I just don't want to do this anymore. And when I do this, it feels like this. Like people don't hang out in the affirmatory conversation of the possibility for very long. Our culture, our wiring, our emotional habits go into a narrative about why we want to change and what's not working and they go into a negative description. So try and just look at what's missing and start to practice dialogue of the presence of that thing instead of the unending absence that annoys you so much. And you have to be creative at first. Like I said, don't look at your bank account. Like, you know, go and go and see it, even if it's someone else's abundance, you know, the abundance of waves on the ocean, like just find the presence. And, and then from there, just watch what happens in the way that you feel and what happens in your life regarding even, even money and manifesting that. There's a lot to be said about getting out of the way, our stress, our anxiousness, our, our analysis paralysis, our hesitation to make the right decisions, all of these things, they're so stagnated that if you just like let go a little bit and get into like a bit of a deliberate daydreaming about like, oh, look at the abundance of like the leaves on the trees that are blowing in the, in the, in the breeze right now. Like, wow, and just feel the abundance of like, count them for a minute. So you can feel the extraordinary amount of leaves that there are not just on this tree now in this area, in this like country, on this planet. Like take yourself to a place where you can feel the feeling of the thing that you think is missing. And then watch how your story changes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's probably the most helpful tool. <laughs> so rich. Yeah. I love that you brought in um, even somebody's 
somebody else's abundance. Like that's been a huge learning for me. I believe that it even come up years ago with you and it might've been Abraham as well of, of, um, you know, we live in a world where envy and comparison and that lack consciousness is quite alive. And so for us to see somebody else have something that we desire to actually recognize it's so that actually means it's so close because it's right in front of us and it's bringing it alive in ourselves already like it's it's literally like the vibration is like right in front of us already and to start understanding that that actually means it's like very accessible for us if you yeah. start allowing it that was a humongous revelation because it pulls us it, it 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 allows us to admire Yes. What the earth is capable of doing. It's like, oh my God, like they were able to to do that and to receive that. And yeah. so that means it's possible. Yeah. And um and it yeah. fanned the flames of your ability to recognize the presence of this energy in your mm. life too. You're witnessing this person, this friend experience this thing. It's like that's a presence for you now. Mm. You know, uh, and it's it's so subtle. It's really that old thing. Is your glass half full or half empty? You know, like affirmative speaking is a superhero power. We want to affirm our preference. Allow what you do not want to come up once, get your clarity from it, and now learn how to talk more in the direction of what you want instead of what you don't want and think in that way and feel in that way. And so instead of the jealous reaction and the competing and the racing and the protecting of your things when you see someone else succeeding in a business similar to yours or not, May you have the courage to fan the flames of their success because it's actually, it's success in general. Yeah. <laughs> it's your success. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It's, it's a perception correction, isn't it? Because our model that we're living in is lack-based and it's a competition model. It's not based on collaboration. It's like whoever races the fastest gets there first, you know? And so we, we're brought up, brought up in this energy to the point of like there's only one left in the box who's we're gonna fight over it now like you know there's it's Mm -hmm. it's just everywhere this feeling of lack is everywhere and and so understand that forgive it you know we all grew up in a system that we inherited this this system that is telling us to protect what you've got don't share like you know all these things so you know but there was this opportunity to really yeah, rise up into that new language, the new understanding, have that perception correction, play mm. with it as a technology though, a spiritual technology, and watch how your life changed from that. It's so it's so powerful to understand that. I love that example for you. That yeah, really and really understanding that we need to be active in it because the vibration that you just described that we were born into, it's it's alive, so it keeps like feeding into itself. So for us to actively be like, no, I will I will experiment with different ways and yeah. to then create a momentum in that direction because it's incredible once we start showing up for each other, celebrating each other, you know, sharing each other's work and story, which is the very thing I'm like doing this podcast of like, let's celebrate the beings that yeah. are doing amazing things. People need to know about it and people need to know that we're, we're just genuinely wanting to share that. Like that's, that's kind of the language. Absolutely. We're cultivating and vibrating. Yeah. And so may we unapologetically represent the emerging paradigm, which is one of collaboration, one of acknowledgement and celebration, one of truly seeing each other 
fanning the flames of possibilities and potential and steering all conversations towards possibilities, even if it is about a problem, but but making sure that we are absolutely ninjally in making sure that there is that we extract an energetic value at the end of at the end of this conversation where we we upgrade, we lift and shift in some way, because this is how we're going to create a new culture on the planet, which is really the problem on the planet right now is not about viruses or two separate parties that are warring it's it's not about that it's about a kind just global intentional society a new culture emerging that has to do with being interested in each other truly our uniqueness fanning the flames and being respectful of resources connecting with things you know really connecting and so yeah it's really a um it's a beautiful thing that we're doing and it's also really important that happens now. Yeah. Yep. It's time. It's sure. time. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much, Kat. I yeah. Just, so fun. Oh, love your beingness in my life and in the world. Whenever I think of you, I'm like, yes, she's on this planet with me. <laughs> Likewise. It's so fun knowing that you're out there and that we've shared space in multiple spaces. And just knowing that like, it is helpful when you're, uh, like, I mean, I've been in Africa, isolated. I've been in America on my own as well. And, you know, you just being able to pull up these amazing characters who are in life, consciously participating, interested in maximizing is just, it's fuel for moments when we don't have the, the maximum, you know. So I'm really grateful for our connection on all the levels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to share your links in all the different ways yeah. of how people can find you and get in yeah. touch with you. But just um, wanting to to share with everyone, I know you've mentioned a few things. You've mentioned the coaching. You've mentioned you've mentioned the game of analysis. Yeah. Just want to check in. Like, what are the things you currently have going on? Yeah. If people want to want to find you and and be in your vicinity and, yeah. and be exposed to your presence. Yeah. So the game of nowism is my favorite thing at the moment. It's, it's this, um, it's 12 weeks, you know, it's not really, it just keeps going. We just keep going. The game never ends, but, um, the initiation is like a 12 week thing. And, and basically that's, that's a really fun way to be initiated into this type of practice. You start to design your day and your consciousness and some deliberate feeling time and thinking time. And it's, um, it's really exciting to build a toolbox with. A community we've had like 50 people in the last run which was so fun just having all these different humans who are dealing with life trying to like be unbotherable you know so that was really fun um by the time this comes out i imagine that my program reboot the now will be out so that's really exciting reboot the now is a 2020 special for all of us who feel like well 2020 vision turned a bit special sideways in the <laughs> and um and if you're looking for a course correction to redirect like your make a new game plan for your life like it's new year's resolution but like without waiting for january you know and and for beyond january too it's a really beautiful program about like since we've got to switch off this computer which is like burning too hot like what programs are you going to let go of you know, what are you, and what actually in your version, you know, upgrade, what do you want to bring with you? You know, and so actually just reprogramming your life, starting with the energy. So that's really, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. It's a, it's a new sort of very um 
computer language, you know, defrag the now, <laughs> you know, all of this sort of thing. So, yeah, and private coaching is always a blast. You know, I love to teach people one-on-one. It helps me tailor all of this stuff to your life, your specifics, which is always a treat. So, yeah, that's basically the, I think that's the current isms. Hmm. Amazing. <laughs> and I'll share all the links so people can find you. Yeah. Thank you, Kat. Bless you. Thanks, bless you. Yeah. Yeah. I love you dearly. And, um, <laughs> yeah, keep doing what you're doing, girl. Blessings. Thank you. You too.